0: Obviously, I'm not Pastor Brian. My name is Mike O'Banion, and I'm the Congregational Care Pastor here at Hill Country Bible Church. One of my jobs is to help Pastor Brian and the other staff members here in planning and holding memorial services. So I thought today would be an appropriate day to have a memorial service for the year 2020. It's time has come. What a crazy, unpredictable year in nearly every way. And I know we've had crazy years before. I know that in our history, if you look back through history, there are a lot of times where things were unpredictable. I remember in my own life, 1970, 50 years ago, there was social unrest. There was a war. I was right out of high school, into college, and there was economic turmoil. I was hospitalized with meningitis. And I started dating my wife that year. But I digress. 2020 was born at midnight on January 1st, 2020. It became ill in mid-March and will peacefully or not pass from this life four days from now. It'll be survived by Zoom, which before this year we thought of as something going very fast. Millions of masks, Designer masks, sports masks, all kinds of masks everywhere you look. If you don't have one, when you walk in a place, they've got them for you. It's going to be survived by an increased appreciation for toilet paper and paper towels. Little steps where we stand in stores. They'll be there when the year is gone. I, I thought about installing them in my own home so I'll know where to stand. Because everywhere you go, they're the little feet that you stand on. Survive by an unending election. Newsreels on every hand. We all knew that six feet under meant, but now we've had an appreciation of what six feet, six feet apart means. Where we stand the appropriate distance from each other. It also leaves Corona-19, which before this year was just way too much beer. Unfortunately, it also leaves us with some problems, anxiety and anger created by a pandemic and social unrest and based upon our perception of things, a, a, a things that cause health problems and just irritation. Loneliness. This isolation that we've been forced into because of the pandemic has caused loneliness in, in many people's lives where they're not able to get out of their house. They don't feel safe getting out of their house. And so they cloister alone. They have shipped, things shipped into them and, and rather than go out to get them. The socialization that we were once used to is now gone. And, and so we're, the, what survives this year is just plain old loneliness also survived by some confusion we don't know what to believe some people believe one thing some people believe another we're just confused we don't know who's speaking the truth about things in, in, uh, regarding the pandemic and the social unrest and the economic turmoil we're just confused uh, and then it's survived by many challenges based upon the plans that we had. You see, our plans are not always God's plan. The wedding that didn't happen as we hoped it would. A funeral that few, if any, could attend. A retirement that had to be postponed. A vacation that was canceled. In our case, in our home, a family reunion that had to be put off dreams of expansion of a business or, or starting a business that just didn't work out like we had thought it would. A changing world. You see, our plans aren't fixed and they can be dissolved at any time by the forces of this world. Let's say it again. God's not lost in the events of 2020. It's, he knew what was going to happen? And rest assured that if he wanted to, he could just think it away and it would be gone. He didn't cause a pandemic. He's not in the disease-causing business. We live in a world of natural laws and diseases that come and go, mostly based upon our abuse of the home God gave us and the sinful, our sinful approach to it. But we do know that he's in control. He knew it was going to happen. But yet he hasn't chosen to take it away. So what do we do? Do we cave in? Well, in our angst, I want us to remember this. In Daniel chapter 3, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were abiding in the land. And Nebuchadnezzar built a golden idol. And when a sound was given... Everyone was to bow down to this idol. But yet word got out that the three Hebrew children wouldn't bow down. And so they were called in and said, why aren't you bowing down? They said, we're not going to bow down to your gods. We worship the true God of Israel. And they were told, we're going to throw you in a fiery furnace. They said, well, if you throw us in a fiery furnace, God is going to deliver us. But if he doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow down. And so they bound them and they threw them in the furnace. And when they looked in there, when the king looked in there, he saw them walking around unbound and unburned. And he said, How many people did we throw in there? And they said, three. <laughs> well, he saw four. You see, God didn't take them out of the furnace. He got in the furnace with them. The same it is with us in the pandemic, in the social unrest, in the economic turmoil and all these things. God doesn't necessarily take us out of it but He wants to join us in it. He wants to walk with us in it. He wants to abide with us in it. So how do we do this? What's God's desire for us? Well I believe that God wants to abide with us He wants us to renew our focus on him and he wants to renew our focus on others. Rick Warren said this, he said, you were made by God and for God and until you understand this, your life will never make sense. Your life will never make sense. So how do we understand this? How do we understand that we're made by God and for God? How do we understand how to abide in this life? Well, Jesus said it best. In Matthew 22, he was asked by a lawyer, go figure, which was the greatest commandment. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. How do we do this? You know, we read about it and we see what he said. But how do we do it? Well, the first one should be obvious. We need to commune with him. We do it through prayer. Word says pray without ceasing. Having an attitude of prayer. I believe we ought to have an attitude of gratitude. You know, maybe during this year, we weren't able to do the things that we thought wanted to do. The things we'd planned to do. But we were able to, to do a lot of things. We were able to, to freely worship. What a country where we could freely worship. Maybe remotely. Maybe through Zoom maybe through FaceTime, maybe through uh, watching it on our TV, through our website. But we're able to worship. We're able to see Him and to, to know Him freely without fear of persecution, without uh, worrying about somebody cutting off the electricity so we couldn't, we couldn't see. See, God blessed us in that. Also, the study of His Word you know, we all have Bibles. We have Bibles that we carry around, big Bibles. We have Bibles on our phones. We have Bibles on our iPads. We have Bibles everywhere. And if you want to know what God wants you to do, the way you commune with him, study his word, abide in it. And if we can, through prayer and through worship and through study, we can come to know him. Worship and praise. If you just read the Psalms, read three Psalms a day, you will see how, God, how God's intended for us to worship. Worship with instruments. Worship in our heart. Let our spirit abide with his spirit. Worship in spirit and in truth, he says. And if we can do that, we can carry out that first commandment where we're loving the Lord our God and loving him whatever circumstances we might be in. But you know, our understanding and obedience of the first great commandment is born out in the second commandment, how we abide with others, how we relate to others. It's, now, it's easy to roll off the tongue. It's easy to, to talk about. We can talk about all these things. We can talk about what's in the Bible and, and and what's in the Word. We can talk about these two great commandments, but until we fully bear them out in our relationship with others and letting our light shine before others, then we haven't obeyed them. It's difficult. What gets in our way? Well, you know what? They're, our personal opinions get in our way, certainly. You know, and and we formed those opinions uh, th- throughout the years based upon the input that we received from others, whether it be family or the media or, or whatever, we, we form opinions. and our opinions many times block what's happening with us and God and, and blinds us to what He is actually saying to us. We also have you know, preconceived ideas about the way things should go. Here comes our plans again. You know we, we plan certain things. We, we see it in our mind. We, we, we have these preconceived ideas, about the way the world operates. Well, you know, we saw, we've seen this year the world doesn't always go the way we want it to go. You know, there are a lot of kids graduating from high school this year or graduating from college this year that had great plans. But it didn't happen like they thought. They had preconceived ideas of what graduation night was going to be like. didn't happen like that. They graduated, and they graduated in a world different than they thought, but sometimes we let those ideas get in the way of our carrying out the second great commandment, loving our neighbors as ourselves. Then we have our perceptions. You know, we see many times what we perceive. We see what we want to see. We see that a, 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 if we see a person that doesn't look like us, if we see a person that doesn't act like us, if we see a person that doesn't live like us, we tend to believe what we see, even if God wants us to see something else. I believe, and I believe this is borne out, that God wants us to see the world through his eyes, through his eyes. And yeah, our fears get in the way too of us loving others. Our fears that are bo- that are enhanced by social media we believe and we see and we read and we get angry and we get fearful because of somebody that posts something that we don't understand but it's posted by somebody we don't even know and we don't know what their motives are and so we become fearful how many times did jesus say fear not fear not for I am with you in the, in the old Testament, the new Testament, he told his people, fear not. And yeah, our plans get in our way too of, of loving one another. You see, our job is to, is to obey Jesus by loving our neighbors as ourselves, And that doesn't just mean the people that live next door to us, you know, and you may say, well, Mike, you just don't know those people, (laughs) Well, they may be saying the same thing about you. And, you, know, you just don't know those people. We need to reach out in the love of Christ and let God's love flow through us to those around us. Whether Again, whether they look like us, act like us, believe like us, vote like us, dress like us, it really doesn't matter. There weren't those caveats on what Jesus said. Jesus said, love the Lord your God, and he also said, love your neighbor as yourself. From personal experience, I found out that the mistakes that I've made, the problems that I've had, the things that drive me away from God are generally always caused by me. The common denominator in my problems nearly always is me. When I have gotten ahead of God, the most common prayer I've ever prayed is, Lord, would you please fix this? Would you please fix this that I caused because I got ahead of you. We need to, to commune with him. We need to worship him. We need to study. We need to pray. We need to focus on him and focus on others and focus on our mission and find out really and truly what his message is for us. What his desire is for us. How do we live in a pandemic how do we live in a world of social unrest? How do we live in 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 the angst that is caused by social media? How do we live in a, in a in in the media that that surrounds us whether it's on radio or TV? How do we live when when believers are are cast about? How do we live when when we perceive that that some people think some way because of the because they wear a mask, or people think another way because they don't wear a mask? Or people think some way because of the flag they fly, or people think some way because they don't fly a flag. You see, we have all these differences that we think about, and it clouds our vision of what God wants us to do. He said, love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your mind. And he said, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Love others like you love yourself. So, let's let 2020 go away. (laughs) It's about time. And together, let's enter 2021 with hope. And there's no guarantee 2021 is going to come in uh, peacefully and and lovingly and without a disease. I don't think when the ball drops, the world's going to necessarily change. So, what do we need to do? We need to wait upon the Lord. Wait Upon the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not be weary. Wait on the Lord. It'll make you stronger. It'll make you less tired as you commune with him and wait for him. Lord, do I go left or go right? I pray that a lot. Not I'm not talking about when I come out of a driveway. I don't take that to the nth degree. But when I have decisions to make, Lord, do I go to the left or do I go, do I go to the right? And then we need to seek peace and the renewing of our mind. Well, how do we do that? Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, do not be anxious about anything. I'm going to read that one more time. Do not be anxious about anything. Let's put a word in there. Do not be anxious about a pandemic. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Don't leave that word out. With prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Gosh, don't we need peace? We really need to abide in him. What's it going to feel like? One of these days, those who believe in Jesus are going to rest in his arms, peaceful rest. And now as we go through the, the, the angst and the anger of 2020, we want peace. Well, here it is. Be not anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In the little book, The Practice of the Presence of God, the, the writer says this, he said, When something will come to my mind that I needed to pray about, I prayed about it and I remembered it no more. I prayed about it and I remembered it no more. Give it to God. So many times we carry around this weight because we go to the cross. We bow at the cross. We unload all our our, our, our prayers and petitions. We dump them at his feet. And then as we stand up from our knees, we bag them back up and we throw them over our shoulder and we carry our problems away. Put them at the cross leave them there and let go in peace. And then we need to remind ourselves daily to walk in the fruits of the spirit. Galatians 22:23. God says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 22, 23. Now, again, these roll off the tongue really easy. It's really easy to say these or skip through them or pick and choose. Okay, I'll take love and uh, peace and, and I'll take uh, gentleness, but I'm going to leave a uh, forbearance and kindness and goodness there. Let's take them all. The fruits of the Spirit. This is where the abundant life is. This is where the abundant life is. And even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of social unrest, even in the midst of an unending election, God says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy. Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So together, let's find our mission field. Now, we certainly travel restrictions. We can't just jump up and go to Indonesia or Vietnam or Canada or, or for that matter, or even El Paso. But, but where we can do is find our mission field daily. It could be the Walmart parking lot. It could be the person in the drive through window. It could be the person standing on the street corner asking for food. It could be your neighbor. It could be the garbage man. Let your light so shine before men. Live your life as a mission field. Care for others. Love your neighbor as yourself. Find that mission field. Pray for that mission field. And men make our resolutions. I bet they're different this year. Make our resolutions God-centered, not self-centered. Lord, I want to lose forty-nine pounds in two and a half weeks, and 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 I want to win the lottery, and I want to do all these things. You know that's almost a waste of breath, isn't it? Let's not make our resolutions God-centered. Let's center up on Him. Let's center up on the Spirit of God that lives within us. Let's center having God-centered plans. Make them God's plans. Quietly seeking, quietly seeking His plan for our lives. Making sure that our plans and His plans are in lockstep. I encourage you to to, to start off the year reading your Bible. and I, you know, and, and I'm not... One of those who proposes to read through the Bible in two and a half months and getting to the bagats and all that stuff. Let's start simply. Read three psalms a day. That starts your praise and worship. Read the book of John. You can read one chapter a, a, a day for a month, and look at the I AMs. You'll see who Jesus is. You'll see how He relates to you. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior. First of all, we can take care of that today. You can believe in Him today. But if you don't, and you still don't today, read through the book of John. And I promise, if you read through the book of John seeking, you will find Him. You will find Him, and you will come to know Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 2021 would be a great year to come to know Jesus. 2020, December 27th, 2020 is a good time to know Jesus too. So I ask you right now, if you don't know him, bow your head right now and ask him to come into your life. If you do know him, then you need to, to, again, center up on God and work the plan that he has for you. If we work spiritually, if we do the spiritual work together, the hard work, It's not easy. The hard work, spiritual work together, we will find the abundant life. And we can go into a new year when the ball drops. We can go into a new year with peace and tranquility. And then we will become vessels of what God wants us to do. You know, I've been blessed to be in Israel a couple of times and, and, uh, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River flows through the Sea of Galilee. It's a beautiful, beautiful sea and, 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 and uh, fresh water and fish there. You, you know We studied all about the fish that are there. It goes on and flows on it down into the Dead Sea, the lowest pl- place on earth, 1,200 feet below sea level. And you know there's not one th- cell living in the Dead Sea. It is dead. It is dead, completely dead. There's no living thing in it. Same water flows into it. What's the difference? Nothing flows out. Dead sea comes in, the water comes in, it doesn't go out. We're the same way. Our, we can be the dead sea. Where Jesus' word flows in, it doesn't go out and we become stagnant. But if we will let it flow, if we will let God's love flow through us to reach others and to touch others' lives, we will find the abundant life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we believe that you're our God. We believe that you're in control. We believe that, that Lord, everything in 2020 was a, a little jacked up. We didn't understand it and we still don't understand it, Lord, but we know you do. We know that, that, that you're looking down upon us, grieving with us and, and desiring to lift us up. And so right now, touch our lives. Give us the vision that you want us to have. Let us be the people you want us to be. We just love you for what you're going to do. We thank you that 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 some of the things in 2020 are going to go away, but we just pray that you will take care of us and walk with us in this new year with its challenges, but let us be better Christians. Let us come to know you in a more special way. And thanks for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen.